Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. You're listening to Double G Radio. To all the non-believers, how did that? To all the non-believers, anybody can be beat. Relax and enjoy our expert analysis of all pro teams in the concrete jungle. Can't wait. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. My name is Danny Anofsky for Double G Sports Blog Talk Radio. Number to call in is 914-338-0897. What a quick show we have for you today. It's not going to be the normal hour long. It's been going half hour recently. Uh, due to several changes within, but we are looking to make sure to get you the most coverage possible for today's event. And what can you say except sports is weird, folks. Sports is a And WWE TLC tonight. Oh, it's real. It's damn real, or it's true, it's damn true. I think I got all of Kurt Angle's uh, mottos and catchphrases out of the way. Wow. First of all, we'll be talking about WWE TLC for quite some time, and now we'll be talking first about uh, Bellator 185. I was just there this past week uh, at the Weekend Sun Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut. I didn't know how to say Uncasville before, now I do and I'm a better person for it. First of all, it took so long just to drive there and drive back. Uh, got back in one day, wired on coffee the past two days. So if you ever think about drinking huge cups of coffee while on the road, don't do it. Uh, well, do it if you want to drive there and drive back, but it was, I'm still pretty much wired. But Bellator MMA held a great, had a pretty good event, and unpredictability is key in this because the main event uh, shocked people, and it didn't go the way Bellator planned, I'm assuming. Uh, a couple of fights I want to talk about in the pre-show. Uh, Vintus De Jesus uh, lost against Joaquin Buckley, but De Jesus from Stanford, Connecticut, looked very strong in his loss, and he can take the damage. He can take the punishment that comes at him, and I want to commend him because he can be a future... A uh, fighter of the Brazilian uh, decided to uh, pull in the Kimura lock, but Buckley wouldn't budge. Uh, Buckley hit a powerbomb to take Jesus down, but he needs to acclimate to the American lifestyle because uh, 
he was in Brazil for so long, and he just signed contracts with Bellator for a couple fights. De Jesus can be a force to be reckoned with within the MMA community if given the opportunity to shine. Another one I wanted to discuss was Jose Antonio Perez making his pro debut against Kevin Carrier, who's also making his pro debut. Uh, Jap, as I'm going to call him now. Uh, it's really funny and ironic that I'm calling him Jap, uh, J-A-P, Jose Antonio Perez from Newark, New Jersey, Kevin Carrier from Bald in Winsville, New York. And Jose Antonio Perez lost in his pro debut, but he looked he did look a little lost as well in general. Uh, but there's only it can only go up from here. He's mid twenties, a lot of time to shine. Bellator is known for their prospects. Uh it wasn't known for it before, and now they're slowly but surely going back to what they bred uh that bred uh, UFC for success and what basically what you should be doing as a company. They should be going younger. They should be getting prospects. Eric Pico is one of them. Um, but Jose Antonio Perez definitely has a bright future. Uh, it all depends on how he does in the later round, in the later rounds and in the later fights. All in all, it was a big win for the hometown yeah, heroes. Dean Hancock of Connecticut won. Pete Rogers of Connecticut won. Uh, Jordan Young, uh, he never mind. He is from Iowa, I believe. Let's not go there. Uh, Vovka Clay from New Jersey. Uh, Carrier won. John Lopez won from Connecticut. And if you look at the main event card, who was it? It was about one, two, three out of the five bouts on pay on spike TV one uh, that were from hometown crowds. The internet uh, bouts were very interesting, very entertaining. Bellator happens to know what they are doing. I happen to look back and see one myself on TV, two run Perlman on TV. Uh, but the overall card was entertaining. And then when you get to the main card, you have a couple interesting factors. You have Lisa, Blaine defeating Anna Juliton. Juliton is a mixed martial art, uh, is a boxer as well. So if she was to win and Heather Hardy was to win, they would definitely want to try to get them together. But Juliton lost. Lisa Blaine came out of nowhere and dominated the entire fight. Now 2-0 in her MMA career. And yeah, what more can you say except Lisa put on a good fight. Ryan Quinn defeated Marcus Surin. Uh, battle for Connecticut, great bout. Uh, Quinn dominant. Uh, Quinn and Surin put on a great effort, and Quinn ended up winning the match. Uh, where he goes from here is un- unknown. He's fourteen and seven in his MMA career. The main uh, piece I wanted to talk about, not the main event. That's this show. I'm Daniel Yanofsky for Double G Sports Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Christina Williams defeated Heather Hardy in what could only be described as bar room ugly. I think JR would say uh, Heather Hardy was bleeding like a stuffed pig. Christina Williams made her pro debut. Nothing is known about her. That was after the post fight. We were trying to find out everything about her. And she loves horses apparently. So that's great to know. Um, Shattering kicks to the face uh, by Christina Williams. Heather Hardy, making her second ever professional wrestling, professional mixed martial arts fight. 
she lost and got her nose busted. Uh, whole face was busted open. And let me tell you, she can take a few kicks. Like being a boxer, like she's strong. She's a strong woman who can take on the challenge. But in the end, Christina Williams just completely dominated that effect. Uh, whenever Heather tried going towards the punches, leaning in, Christina Williams had a, a block for it and uh, kicked her way into victory. The Oklahoma native decided to completely super kick her way. I talked to the Young Bucks, or tried talking to the Young Bucks, invite her to the super kick party. Christina Williams, uh, I don't think anyone wanted not that they didn't want Christina Williams to win, but everyone wanted Heather Hardy to win. Everyone assumed she would win. If you have the same strategy and you have the exact same match as you did in in Bellator uh, 180 in New York City, the same results are going to apply. Or different results, but same punishment that she took. And Christina Williams is a force to be reckoned with, apparently. And Bellator, once again, has pro debut people going in and showing what they can do. Because at this point, everyone in press row was completely shocked at what was happening. So then you get to Neiman Grasse to bring everything back together, who uh, defeated Zach Crash Buccia uh, with a neck crank and neck crank type maneuver. And he's now tied to third with most wins via submission in Bellator history, 7-0, New York native, uh, living on his father's uh, dream, his father's name of mixed martial arts, and now where he goes from here, he's not sure. He doesn't really like calling people out, he said. So unknown what his next role will be. Then you got to the main event on the main event. Uh, Alexander Slomenko versus Gregor, uh, Gregor Musasi. Musasi coming in from the UFC uh, because he was – unimpressed with how he was being treated. He wanted a new challenge, and Bellator gave him that challenge in a bout that can be described as shocking, to say the least, because many fans expected Shlomenko to win because Musashi had Shlomenko in various submission roles, uh, maneuvers, throughout the event, but Shlomenko fought back and did a few of his own, gave a few punches, a couple spin punches, uh... And when Musasi won, at first he was the hometown hero. Uh, he was like the hero to everyone. Everyone was excited for his debut. And then once he won, everyone booed him because they thought it wasn't the right decision. Now that's completely, not only up to the fans' opinions, the results are the results, and Musasi is going to be moving on up. Both fighters have to be immediately pulled to the hospital immediately after the fight, so there's no opportunity for interviews with them. Got to speak to Scott Corker afterwards, though, and said that they put on a tremendous fight and thought that Shalinko won in the second round, uh, uh, even though Musasi ended up winning the entire thing. So where Beltor goes from here, Ryan Bader's up next. It was overall solid uh, event. Beltor and May, as uh, new as they are to these type of mega events, they have been nothing but respectful, nothing but uh, providing various opportunities for journalists, fighters, and everyone in between. And it's nice and refreshing considering the other competition that's out there. And I truly believe, I know King Mo uh, was injured and he could not fight McCary, and McCary got injured as well. 
But like I was saying, they put on a fant- uh, very interesting card, very interesting night. Quinn and Surin weren't even supposed to be uh, in the main card, but because of the King Mo injury, uh, they ended up going in. And it only benefited the card, you really say. It was a very interesting night. Like all of the Bellator events, it's very interesting. The results just shock you at this point. Uh, and overall, ten, I'd recommend, and I can't wait to go back to the next one uh, if I'm allowed back. Now we get to the true main event of today's show, WWE TLC pay-per-view. And before we begin that, my name once again is Daniel Yanofsky. This is Double G Sports Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we'll be discussing TLC tonight as the pay-per-view goes on. You can follow us at TGS underscore main event or at sports or at my Twitter feed at Dan, Y-A-N-O-F, as in Frank, S-K-Y, as in Frank is not in there as part of the last name for F. Um, Now we get to TLC, which compared to last year would have been a letdown, but this year, because of several opportunities, it's now turned into one of the most entertaining or must-see pay-per-views this whole year. So I'm sure you've heard the news. As I was driving up to Bellator uh, at the Weekend Sun Casino, I got a notification on my phone stating that uh, Roman Reigns is out of the pay-per-view. The Shield reunion will be put on hold technically as the Raw general manager, Kurt Angle, who has not wrestled in the WWE ring for like 10 years, I want to say, but has wrestled. He is not coming out of retirement. Let's keep this in mind. I don't like it when people talk about that. He is not coming out of retirement. He is coming out of sabbatical as his GM role and will be replacing Roman Reigns and will be joining uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins against The Miz, The Bar, and Sheamus and Cesaro, Kane, and Braun Strowman in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Yes, you read that right, or you heard that right. Kurt Angle, the man with so many broken necks and so many neck surgeries, it's hard to count. We'll be competing in a table, ladders, and chairs match against five other people. And I don't know what happened with that. That's just wild when you think about it. The only explanation I can give is Kurt Angle will get ambushed before the match and will be replaced by Jason Jordan. That seems to make the most sense because you cannot have a guy like Kurt Angle competing in a TLC match when WWE is worried about health about superstars. And he must have been ready to go for a while. I know they've been waiting for his in-ring return uh, for maybe for 2018. But this seems like a little rushed. And I don't quite understand, like, what's happening. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. If he actually returns to the ring, it's going to be insane. The crowd's going to go insane. And it's in Minnesota. Oh, wow. It's in Minnesota. I don't know, uh, technically, the crowd reaction, how passionate they are there. I know last year's TLC interview was in Texas, and that crowd was pretty hot, especially for the AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Tables, Lives, and Chairs match, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Tables match, uh, Miz, Ziggler, Ladder match. All three of those were fantastic. Uh, Wise Family won the tag team titles. It was just a wonderful, wonderful event. Baron Corbin had a service match against Kalisto in a chairs match. 
This event, though, with Kurt Angle inserted in there, it's going to be a must-see. Also, for another reason, uh, Finn Balor was supposed to be the pumpkin spice uh, latte uh, version of the demon versus Sister Abigail slash Bray Wyatt in what would have been possibly a terrible matchup. Uh, Because once you're in a feud with Bray Wyatt, it's just assumed that you're going to go down. It's just not going anywhere. Because, like, Bray, that's what the whole gimmick is with Bray Wyatt now. That's been the whole booking with him. And you feel bad for Finn. You feel bad for Bray. But now that Bray has the mumps or meningitis or something, something's infecting the Raw locker room. And so Bray had to get out of the event. And they decided, WWE decided to go to SmackDown to head a Raw event. And Finn Balor now faced AJ Styles. I'm not sure if it's a regular match. I'm not sure if it's Pumpkin Spice Latte Finn Balor. I'm not sure if it's a regular Demon Finn Balor. All I know is the battle of the former Bullet Club members, and I can't wait for that. Does it make sense at all? No. Are you excited for it? Hell yes. You have two of the best wrestlers. Uh, who One not really gets to showcase his stuff except for against Seth Rollins one time and Finn Balor. Maybe Styles is one of the best wrestlers out there today. And you're the two former leaders of the Bullet Club just facing off just randomly. And I think it could be a fantastic match. Uh, my ideal moment would be for Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson to interfere in some way and side with one of them. Because that would actually make pretty good sense. Uh, just even if it's making no sense for why it's even here in the first place. Uh I don't know who will win this because I feel like Finn was going to win this match anyway against Bray. Do a perfect 3 and 0. Maybe 3 and 1 technically. AJ needs the win, but he doesn't need the win. Having AJ Styles lose is just weird. So I feel like the Carl Anderson Luke Gallows interference makes the most sense to save both of these guys. But if I had to choose a true winner here, if not going for my wacky booking, I'd go with Finn Balor. So that's one match down. Uh, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, let's tear the house down off that place. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox is on the pre-show. That kind of sucks. Sasha Banks should win. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. this is not the pre-show. Uh, the Cruiserweight turn action, Alexander and Swan against Gentleman Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. First of all, Cedric Alexander is the future of WWE or professional wrestling and of the Cruiserweight division. Once he gets his chance to shine, he should be a force to be reckoned with. And I think WWE knows this, and they should definitely give him his opportunity that he did not get in Ring of Honor, hence why he joined WWE and the Cruiserweight Classic before everyone wanted him to get signed. Cedric Alexander is the key to success, and maybe he can defeat uh, Enzo Amore, who knows, or... Enzo Amore, yeah, because Kalisto is defending his Cruiserweight title against Enzo Amore, and I can totally see Enzo Amore winning back the title, because why not? Because that's WWE for you the past couple months with titles. And Kalisto was shocked by defeating Enzo Amore, but Amore, for some reason, has support, even though he didn't have support originally. And I think he's going to win the title here by shenanigans, leading up to a Survivor Series match between the Cruiserweights uh, because they've been doing, they've been teasing that a lot, and I think that's phenomenal for business. I don't know why they don't do it often. I know they did it first few months of the Cruiserweights coming back to Raw. They did a lot of 
man-on-man action, uh, tag team action, and it kind of deflated the division. But what can you do? So I give uh, Enzo Mori this win. Uh, and I guess they'll jerk Alexander and Rich Swan their win in their tag team match. Um, you have Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James for the women's title, which is going unnoticed and like very secluded. I think that Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James could be a great match. Um, and I know Alexa will win. I believe Alexa will win after a great affair between the two, maybe 12 minutes if given to, give or take. Mickey James has proven that she can still kick it. And with the younger generation and Alexa Bliss and the, pro- the program has been great based off of age alone, but it's better than the Piggy James storyline. Uh, it's going unnoticed, I feel like. And I think that it has a chance to be good, not steal the show, but be good. The other, the one match that actually will steal the show is because of the woman debuting tonight. Asuka will be making her WWE main roster debut against Emma in a singles match in Asuka's debut since leaving NXT and forfeiting the women's title. Now, Asuka and Emma have fought each other before in NXT. I believe that was her second pay-per-view fight. I could be wrong. Uh, I know she faced Dana Brooke the first time and Emma the next time. So you have Asuka debuting. Going to probably squash Emma. Or it could be a serviceable match because Emma can wrestle and Asuka can wrestle. We know that. If given time, give it like six minutes at least, because like you know they're not going to get a long time. Oscar's going to put in her offense, and that's it. But I can definitely, definitely tell you that the age of Oscar has begun. Lexa Bliss should be worried, and nobody will be ready for Oscar. I still think she just should have been on SmackDown, but that's besides the point. And I, I'm ready for Oscar. I'm excited and ready. Uh, for Oscar to debut, and I'm excited to see Kurt Angle back in the ring. I'm hesitant, but I'm excited to see Dean Ambrose, Kurt, Kurt Angle, and Seth Rollins facing Cesaro, Kane, Sheamus, The Miz, and Braun Strowman. Five and three handicapped tables and chairs match. Maybe he can get his son in. Uh, I can see the, the faces are going to win this match. Just depends on how they're going to win this match. I feel like Kane's going to take the pin here. That's what he was came here back to do could go back to Knox County and run for whatever he's running for, mayor, governor, uh, whatever he's going to take office for. It's insane that he's even wrestling right now. But the phases will win, whether Kurt Angle is in the match or not. And it'll be interesting to see if he is in the match, what he's going to be doing, if he's limited at all. If they're going to make him do any stunts or not. They're going to make him climb a ladder or not. If they're going to make him do a moonsault or not. It all depends because this is totally unpredictable. Wrestling has uh, has shocked the world sometimes. And this card has turned from meh to, oh, this is extremely interesting. Let's look at it, shall we? And right away, it's something to look out for. And I'm very excited for the opportunity that uh, is coming for these wrestlers and for the fans because right now, it's just it's something to sink your teeth into, and I can't wait to sink my teeth into this card. Make sure you buy the, or order the WWE Network for nine ninety nine or get the pay per view. It looks like a solid match. 
the TLC match. It looks like a solid card, TLC pay-per-view. Uh, some Dominic AJ Styles, remember, could be your match of the night. What a mess this is. What an absolute mess. But what can you really do here? This is what WWE has. So, covered Bellator MMA and WWE TLC. I am Dan Yanofsky with WG Sports Blog Talk Radio. It's been a crazy week for pro wrestling. It's been a crazy week for MMA. Cowboy Cerrone lost uh, last night. Uh, he fights way too much, I think, way too often. I think he needs a little break. Caroline uh, Kowalska uh, won her match. Beautiful psycho. Can't wait for a rematch against Ioana, whenever that is. Uh, UFC 217 is coming up. We'll be previewing that. We'll not be going to the event, but uh, we'll be previewing that as well. Hopefully get a one-on-one with Mickey Gall, my guy. Uh, Hopefully uh, my guy doesn't get crushed like my other, my girl, uh, Heather Hardy, did after I had her on the show. Uh, Remember the name Christina Williams. Enjoy the show tonight. Enjoy your week of football. And once again, my name is Dan Yanofsky. You can follow me at Dan, Y-A-N-O-F, and Frank, S-K-Y, Double G Sports, or at DGS Main Event for tonight's TLC pay-per-view. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy, once again, your football Saturday, uh, Sunday. And let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Enjoy tonight.